0: Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. We're at episode number 1567 right now and continuing on with the conversation that we had yesterday about those couple of very specific items that showed up in the prop photos John Favreau posted on his Instagram account. I wanted to reconsider the idea of fan service. I'm sure that you've probably heard that phrase before and it apparently has a lot deeper of a backstory to it than I necessarily realize so you know it just it came up for me when considering those two particular props again the Amben phase pulse blaster and the thing that looks like an ice cream maker even though we don't know exactly what it is or at least I don't believe that we do but anyway uh, The only reason why those objects would appear or be props in anything at this point you would think has to do with fan service. Now, John Favreau may have a very good reason for these items appearing that may not be fan service at all. It may just happen to be that, hey, they're necessary to the story. So the jury's out on that. Let's you know not get that wrong, okay? I'm not jumping to the conclusion that it's purely for fan service, which sometimes is expressed as a derogatory thing, that if you're only doing this for fan service, you're only doing something to you know, give the fans something that they allegedly want, then you're not doing the whole story a good service, right? That if you're only pandering, as it were, then that's not really what the audience truly deeply wants, which is a great story and well told. So, in trying to learn more about fan service, the history that I've discovered by you know, a variety of Google searches and whatnot is that this concept is actually a Japanese concept that originates in the anime and manga industries and it actually refers to to a large degree to racy graphic sexual content in a way which is kind of surprising or at least it was surprising to me but over time the concept of fan service has expanded to not just include that but also to just include the idea of something that fans would in theory want from a given story and sometimes that means references that are you know very sly easter eggy kind of references to other things to other stories so for example the fact that darth maul appears in solo a star wars story or maul since he's no longer a darth right that's a bit of fan service basically because it's a connection to the Phantom Menace, and to the Clone Wars, and to Star Wars Rebels, and it's a surprise thing that happens and gives you more details about a character that was actually very well appreciated in the Star Wars universe. So you could say that that's a bit of fan service because they could have picked anybody, they could have made up an entirely new character to be the ultimate head of Crimson Dawn, and yet they decided to make it be a character that was already known and known very well to Star Wars fans. And yet I would say that's a case of fan service that works very well because it's already established in other forms of Star Wars media that Maul gets involved with criminal syndicates and tries to organize sort of an alliance of criminal syndicates to do various bad things together. And so it makes perfect sense in that regard. And so it's a legitimate and you know non-pandering use of fan service basically to have him be the crime lord in this particular instance. As far as examples of bad fan service in Star Wars goes, well, you know, I think that's kind of in the eyes of the beholder a little bit. So, I'm going to give you a couple of examples of what I think are not the greatest examples of fan service, but I would love to hear from you as well, and I want to issue a challenge to you. If you're going to comment on this episode with an example of fan service one way or the other, Please comment with one of each one example of what you thought was good fan service in a Star Wars movie and one example of something you thought was bad fan service in a movie right don't just go one way or the other give me one of each so for myself I'm gonna pick Rogue One to focus on one movie and two examples of fan service that I thought were kind of unnecessary and pointless. One of them would be the appearance of C-3PO in Rogue One and that just, you know, brief, you know, scene where you get to see him and like, oh, it's C-3PO and he has one line. And, you know, it's great. I love seeing C-3PO. Anthony Daniels always delivers a funny line, but really there was no point to do it other than to have Anthony Daniels show up and deliver a funny line. So I thought it was unnecessary fan service in that sense and a larger one that actually i think has an impact on the broader story overall is the scene on mustafar in vader's castle where krennic comes to have a chat with vader i personally don't think that that scene was really necessary i don't think it necessarily added anything to the film and in fact I do feel like it kind of took away something in that the end scene with Vader tearing through rebels at the end of Rogue One, I think that scene could have had even more punch if Vader's appearance there was a complete and utter surprise. If you hadn't already seen Vader in the movie and known that he was a presence operating around the situation, then I think you would have had even more of a shock when Vader showed up and just started tearing things up at the end of Rogue One. I think it would have been even more powerful with that. Certainly it was powerful as it is, but I think if you hadn't had that scene on Mustafar, then it would definitely have been more of a shock to the system. So coming back to John Favreau's posts of those two props that could, should, would, probably will appear in The Mandalorian... You know, without context, there's no real way to say whether this is going to turn out to be good fan service or bad fan service. And certainly in the case of the ice cream maker, whatever the thing is, there's really no way to tell whether that's going to be any kind of noticeable fan service. In fact, it may turn out that it's just going to be carried around in the background of one scene just like it was in the Empire Strikes Back and just like it was in the last flight of the Harbinger which is the Star Wars comic where Will Roe Hood also appeared carrying that thing around so you know, it's really hard to say. As far as that um, that weapon that the Mandalorian is carrying, well, that seems a little bit more on the nose. But I guess we're going to find out more about it and about how our Mandalorian main character uses it when we actually get our first look at the show. And I have to say, uh, kudos to Pamela Johnson, who is a patron of the show, who posted a comment on YouTube asking whether she thinks that we're going to get a teaser or a trailer for this at Celebration. That's something I hadn't considered, but upon her mentioning it, it occurred to me that, yeah, you know, the way that they set Celebration up, they usually have, you know, one major marquee event each day of Star Wars Celebration, and certainly Episode Nine is going to get one of those days. And the second season of Star Wars Resistance ought to get one of those days, and I definitely think The Mandalorian is going to be the featured presentation at One of the days of celebration as well. And that is going to do it for this episode. I'm going to remind you once again of your challenge. If you're going to drop a comment on this show anywhere that you happen to be catching it, then please do remember I want one example that's good and one example that you did not appreciate or did not think worked out well. Both, okay? Not one or the other. It's got to be both. And. Aside from that, I want to say I hope you will subscribe to the show if you are not yet subscribed to it, and I hope you'll consider supporting this crazy, ridiculous, day-by-day effort that's gone on for the past four and almost half years to give you a daily dose of Star Wars joy by supporting the show at patreon.com SW7X7. For now, though, it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for this episode, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be